electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. And welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber, along with Jim Cramer. Carl Quintanilla has the morning off. Let's get you ready, of course, as we uh, begin trading a half hour from now. As Andrew just mentioned, of course, we are uh, looking at what would be a lower open uh, a half hour from now. Uh, futures losing steam is the way we're talking about it. This after, of course, a number of strong days in the market. Jim, uh, give me your thoughts as we get started here uh, this morning. Well, look, I, I think that we are uh, actually experiencing something that we haven't lately, which is that the analysts are almost entirely positive, And yet there is an underlying current growth from the unemployment claims, which actually I you know, look, they're, all, they're never going to be good until we get a vaccine. But and also just a kind of a general ennui that we don't have uh, we don't have that under control. Of course, there I'm thinking about COVID-19. Uh, so why own anything? And I think that that's a, an incorrect view. Uh, there were many, many pieces this morning that talk about what I can only say are uh, I'm going to borrow a term from my friend Larry Kudlow, green shoots. There's just much that's good in the economy. It's just not where we thought it was going to be, David. It's just it's just not it, it's not all encompassing. But there's some areas that are very strong. All right. So go over those and, and explain to me why they're not what we thought they were going to be. Well, I think we were hoping that travel would come back, that leisure would come back, that people would be able to go somewhere, that the airlines would come back, that even the cruise ships would come back, that people would be, uh, there'd be corporate travel. Instead, there's only one person to listen to this morning, it's Phil Lebeau. And Phil Lebeau is talking about a demand for cars, even used cars, that's incredible. David, it's a bit of a nightmare what's occurring if you think about the environment. What's happened is mass transit's been completely discredited. People really want to go uh, by car. Uh, carpooling, discredited by the CDC. So you have to own your own car. So uh, we were going to go from an era where we were trying to be more uh, mass transit oriented in order to be able to protect the environment to an era where we, we all got to drive again. And that's because we don't want the disease. And that's a, that's a fundamental change that's going to drive a lot of different companies in this quarter. Interesting. Yeah. And not a lot of used Teslas out there at this point or a lot of EV vehicles, to your no, point. No, but I mean, we had a carbon, go, of course. We had the a carbon go, output during the downturn. Yeah, the carbon output during the down, I mean, was was way down. And we are coming back. That's yet another way to sort of measure the resurgence of the U.S. economy, Jim. Oh, I know. Look, I mean, I'm out at the pool last night. Oh, I have a pool there for rich. Whatever. You know, look, I'm talking about Twitter. I'm out at the pool with my buddy Haley and a fox walks by a fox. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, I, you know, this is an urban area. I mean, wildlife came back, but wildlife does not understand the notion that mass transit is no longer going to be something that people take until we figure out how to get the vaccine. And that David carpooling, which had been an HOV way to do things, gone. So um, you can say goodbye to the foxes. Oh, what is That's that? That's too bad. We've got the screen, really, David, really that shows kinda... flashing numbers. Yeah. 
So I kind of like the foxes. Yeah, those yeah. numbers are going by very quickly there. I know. Uh, I guess we're showing that futures have turned lower. Yeah, there we go. See. Well, we weren't so bad this morning. Amazing at what we can do on television. Yeah, I mean, look, right. it, it, the market, the, the early morning futures have been indicative of absolutely nothing. Sound, sound and fury signifying nothing. Uh, what we do is we start seeing Tesla going up after a little bit of uh, a little bit of down because they're good things. And then you see Zscaler go up because that's been finally Morgan Stanley's thrown in the towel and starts liking it. Next thing you know, you got Cloudflare going up. Next thing you know, you got the cloud stocks going up. And ne- next thing you know, you got uh, Shopify going up. And Shopify then means that you're going to see Facebook go up. And then you're going to see FedEx go up because that's turning around. And Kroger, even though it's down, is going to turn up because the actual same store sales are terrific. So, I mean, Tesla me, David. Tesla me. Tesla you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jeffries piece piece on Tesla. I mean, you you know, they were looking for, they were 650. Hey, David, why not go to 1,200? Why not? Why not go to 1,200? How do you do this, David? When you get up in the morning, do you say, you know what? I've been too negative on Tesla. Uh, Yeah. 1,200. I mean, it, yeah, I'm feeling 1,200. It feels, feels like 1200. a nice number It could be 1,300-ish, you know? I mean, 1,330? It could, it could be. How does this work, it David? It could be. Well, they do, they do. Well, they're using a discounted cash flow analysis, Jim. DCF. Come on. They're going out the to 2,074. Yeah, you go out to 2,074. You discount back at a reasonable rate. And obviously, given where rates are, maybe not that much. And, hey, that's what you get to. Well, David, I'll tell you, it's good to have a, you know, it's, it's called a long-term view. You and I don't have it. We're too short term. We're thinking about the next decade, not the next century. Uh, and what can yeah. I tell you? Therefore, we're yeah. missing we're missing a lot of the gains. Well, we are. And that's, you know, listen, Massa thinks about the next century. Right. Of course, next two, three hundred years. So right. That's done for him so far. Well, I mean, David, um, I'm not being Jack, facetious. Jack in, Ma in the, was very much interested in. Yeah, sorry, but go ahead. You see that people are using 2025. You see 2028. Now, uh, Jeremy Grantham was the mm-hmm. one. He was talking. He had some great term. What was it, like the definition of a bubble or something? But it, look, it, the Fed's providing a lot of liquidity. Uh, the money's coming into funds that really believe in this kind of analysis. So stocks go higher. Now, you could say it's all one big joke, but you know what? Cash out if you think it's a big joke. Just ka-ching, ka-ching. No, no one's keeping you in DraftKings. Uh, Right? No one says you have to own Lululemon. No. No. Uh, The Fed, by the way, you say the Fed, a lot of liquidity. I mean, it's a lot probably doesn't cover it, does it, Jim? No. Because I'm sure in every conversation that you have, at least the ones that I have, when you ask and ask and ask those who allocate capital, why do we keep going up or what are your thoughts? It always comes back to that. Sure. Well, there's nowhere else for people to put their money. There's still a great deal of money on the sidelines. In fact, it's been taken out of this market in terms of uh, equity. Uh, and the Fed has got your back in every single possible way. And therefore, how can you not own stocks? Yeah, well, look, Royalty Pharma comes public a couple of days ago. Well, geez, you know, 28 and 28 goes to 55. I want that. Okay, I want to catch that. Jeremy Grantham, he may not want it. Maybe he's so rich he doesn't need it. Our viewers, on the other hand, don't want to be talked out of getting royalty pharma because our viewers are actually trying to make money. They're not sitting back and saying, that's not real money. That's the Fed's money. Jay Powell may look like a distinguished banker, but he's a complete wild man. No. I mean, I want that money for our viewers. Our viewers have every right to capture that money, despite many people coming on and saying, 
No, it's a bubble. Why can't our viewers make money? Now, they can not just buy. They can sell, too. But the uh, really smart people come on our network and say that everything's a bubble. They refuse to understand that, you know what? The real McCoy bubble, well, then you can sell. You don't have to just sit there. If you've got big gains, you can sell. And so I, I resent the notion of rich people coming on. And they, look, I, I have a lot of money. You want to call me rich? Fine. It's, it used to be no sin. I'm, I'm a Kulak, okay? I'm a Kulak. You can say that I have no right to tell people that they should have any right to make that money. But isn't that our job? Is our job sit here to sit here and say, no, don't buy that. No, don't buy that. No, that's a bubble. No, you can't do that. No, I'm going to asterisk that. No, the bank doesn't take that. No, you're not You're going to stay poor. No, you're in your chains. I mean, what is this, Engels? It's Marty Engels no, as far although, as I'm concerned. <laughs> you and I have different jobs, by the way, let's point out. Well, your job is to potentially do that. My job is to, to, to a certain extent, report or not a certain extent to report and present what the facts may be in certain situations. But I want people, people to make money and in Cloudflare. Flare. I want them to make I know money you in do. I know you I know you do, Jim. They're giving but at money the same away. Time, Why you can't and I we did make li- some? We, we did live through the, the mid to late 90s. I sat there every morning. We talked with Joe Kernan and Mark Haynes talking about the absurdity that was going on that went on for years in terms of the valuation of companies that had no underlying business or no prospect for future profits and yet watched their stocks go up. We're nowhere near that level of speculation right. right now, but we are seeing some, and it does oftentimes end in tears for those very people you're talking about, Jim. So well, uh, okay. there is both. Right. Yes, you want people to do well, I assume. You want to make recommendations that are going to be strong ones and that are going to be followed and result in profits, but you don't want people being stupid. Absolutely. No, I, and I want to encourage people to sell. What I am saying is, when you go to the racetrack, which I used to love the ponies, when you go to the casino and you're playing blackjack and you've just accumulated a great deal and you realize it's terrific. You can remember that there's a lot of face cards at the end of the six pack deck. I fortunately had that ability. You decide, you know what? I'm going to go leave. I am going to buy that cashmere sweater that my mom always told me I should get. I think it's vital that people leave the table at a certain point. But the idea that they're never land, and I'll call it a table if you you know, if you're going to insult it as being the real McCoy of bubbling, then I am going to say it is a gambling table. But leave it. You know, no one, no one says you can't go to the casino because you might lose money. Now, how much money do you make at the movies? I don't know. We're going to talk about AMC later. I am just saying that you can buy and you can sell. And the insult that I hear rich people come on is to think that once you bought you're going to buy and hold to the poor house because everyone says buy and hold. I say buy and make money. And that's what I want. Buy, yes, you can lose money. But the propensity of every IPO so far has been to make money. I'd like people to capture it. Understood. Now, and I have been coming back to one name in particular, I think, that's somewhat reflective of this level of speculation we've seen in this market. And no, it's not NKLA. It's not Nikola. It's Hertz. Jim, uh, you know, and a bankrupt company, of course, as we know, perhaps if things had changed more quickly in terms of used car prices that you were just pointing right. out, Hertz 000. might have been a position to actually to sell equity prior to filing. Carl Icahn might not have felt the need to sell a lot of stock at 72 cents on the uh, 72 cents, uh, but they did. And we've been following this company, of course, of late because of their plan to potentially try and sell equity. Even though they're bankrupt. Right. And on Friday, they were in court, in the bankruptcy court, 
where the NYC said, okay, we got no problem with them selling $500 million worth of stock. Uh, the SEC, a gentleman named Mr. Mazza was there. And at that point, um, he's quoted as simply saying, listen, it's up to the company to comply with all the disclosure requirements, but we're not taking a position on this. Um, and they will continue to monitor it. So the SEC certainly didn't seem to have a huge issue with it, let's say, on mm-hmm. Friday. And the bankruptcy judge, perhaps to the surprise of many, said, we're okay with it too. So Hertz was moving along with a plan starting on Monday to start selling stock into the market uh, to raise money. Conceivably, if they kept doing it and doing it and were able to do another shelf, another $500 million, they might actually have been in a position to be more, sol- to be more solvent. We've yeah, never seen anything quite big. like it. Then yesterday, then yesterday, Jim, you may have been watching, Jay Clayton was Bob Bassani's guest, uh, the SEC chairman, and I asked him about Hertz in particular, and surprisingly, this is what he had to say. Is the SEC even in a position to stop a potential sale of stock by the company if you have issues with it? Uh, look, we, there, are, there are a number of, uh, of uh, powers that we have, but we, we do have to follow... Um, due process here, David. And in a new issue situation uh, like we have where there is new stock, uh, one of the processes we have is to review the disclosure for that new issuance. Um, And we've let the company know that we have comments on that disclosure. And that's where we stand today, Jim. And listen, we can't say what the likelihood is, but it would certainly seem to be uh, less likely that Hertz is going to be able to move forward with that plan. We yeah. should know perhaps as soon as today where things stand. I'm not Jay Clayton, and I absolutely know that there's, I know the 33 Act. I didn't do, well, do that well in the class, but I know what the 33 Act is. Uh, it would have been great had you come on our air and say, listen, uh, this is a joke. Uh, this is a, a, a farce. It's a P.T. Barnum situation. I, you know, I've, I, we have a number of disclosure. Sunlight is the best disinfecting. Go with the Brandeis thing. But, but yeah, just to kind of say, oh, we can't and this and that. Well, you can do whatever you want. But he's not, no one's going to call his mom and say, Jay, you can't say that. Jay could have said, this is ridiculous. And I don't think it's good. And that would be it. You don't have to hide behind the 33 Act. Nobody tells you that you can't just say it like it is. I mean, are you afraid of getting fired? If you're afraid of getting fired, don't take the job. Yeah, well, I think he came as close as he could within the boundaries of the law uh, and their place in it. I'm sure there are a lot of people saying, saying hey, who is this? Who is this guy? Give me some Hertz. Well, then Hertz was halted news pending for most of the day. Then they came out and said, well, we're not going to be selling stock until we get cla- until we until we answer these disclosures until we know. Now, to be fair to Hertz, in their disclosure originally, they said, listen, this could very well be a worthless piece of paper. Right. But it wasn't and, and, stopping some of those very people you've been talking about, Jim, from buying well, it I every day, by the way. They're buy buying it. and selling it. I knew it saved jobs. I said, please don't buy it. I think it's stupid to buy it. Now, Mr. Clayton can come on Mad Money and explain why he said it his way. I said it is just it's a loser for you, but it could help save jobs. It's it's a PPP program for people. You know, you, you can be Hertz had its own PPP program, except for you, you don't get any money back. Well, maybe that's what Treasure will have. Right. A sucker's born every minute, David. Uh, speak- yeah. Speaking of jobs, of course, we did see those new jobless claims, uh, Jim, what, about a million and a half. Uh, that may be weighing on the market a bit. We've been up the last few days. 
as you know as well. So we are looking for a lower open when we uh, get started with trading about 15 minutes or so from now. And there it is. Yeah, 1.508. The estimate had been for 1.3 million. Of course, uh, it is down from prior weeks, but still numbers the likes of which we have rarely, if ever, seen. we got a lot more Squawk in the Street for you coming right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we got earnings from uh, Carnival this morning. Second quarter 2020 summary. It's preliminary. U.S. gap net loss of uh, $4.4 billion, $6.07 diluted EPS, of course, for the company. Total revenues, um, well, they were $0.7 billion, uh, lower than the $4.8 billion, Jim, from a year ago. Yeah. We can see what Carnival's doing this morning. Yeah, You've talked so. a lot about the cruise lines, of course, and made the, uh, the argument that, well, they're not really cruising, so how can you actually buy them? Yeah, but there are, are whole cohorts of, uh, what do you want to call them, um, uh, serious neophytes, uh, radically uh, wrong professional. I don't know what to call them because they get so upset, uh, who are playing this group. Uh, because they just think that this is the group that is when it's you know, green light economy by carnival or green light virus by carnival. And I think it's much more difficult than that. I mean, these companies burn a considerable amount of cash. Uh, and do, they, do they have to come back to the equity market? Let's just say that if I were carnival and I did a big deal at eight, how about a bigger deal at 17? Right. Well, they, I know I, I, maybe they have to, uh, by the way, to that point, and I just want to make sure I get it right here, Jim. We're talking about they have uh, $7.6 billion of available liquidity right. right now, and they expect to, they say, further enhance future liquidity, including through refinancing scheduled debt maturities. They also have $8.8 billion of committed export credit facilities available to fund ship deliveries uh, that are planned through 2023. Yeah, and don't forget the customer deposits, David. $2.9 billion. Right. Yep, I see 2.9 billion. If you right. burn 4.4 this quarter, okay, and you actually had some revenue coming yeah. in, and you've got 7.6 billion of available liquidity, may I suggest that you do a deal because you do want to stay in business for more than a, a quarter and a half. These other forms of do cash. It. I mean, why not? To your point, if, I don't if know. Hertz can, now they may not be, they're probably not going to be allowed to do it, but if Hertz can sell equity in a bankrupt company, why can't Carnival? Sell stock at 18. They sold a ton at eight and a sovereign fund bought a ton yeah. of it. I mean, this is time. I yeah. mean, Carnival should announce this right now, uh, right now on our show. And, you know, price it at 16, get it done, uh, maybe get it at 15, and then give us, then you'll be able to figure that by that point, maybe we have um, Moderna. Have they sold any stock today at Moderna? I haven't looked yet. You get one of these uh, I vaccines. Don't know. I know. By the way, we haven't really talked about the virus itself, Jim, and or where we stand. Uh, you know, U.S. cases, 2.163 million deaths, 117,000. Uh, Arizona, I think, had more new cases yesterday than the entire Northeast, if I'm not incorrect. Um, mm-hmm. There is some concern out there, Jim. You know, it's not about grit. You're not tougher than we are. OK, that's not why we got it. 
it's not a matter no. of, it's a matter of contagion. It's tag you're it with this disease. Yep, and continued concern as well about Florida. Again, these are coming off thankfully low levels. As we pointed out, the death rate as a result of advances that have been made in treating uh, COVID-19 have helped there, but these are not insignificant numbers. No. Jim, we're going to uh, get a mad dash from you. We're going to get ready for an opening bell, so you get ready for that, and we'll be right back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. S&P was down about 3.63% for the year going into trading today. Looks like we're going to start at least even lower uh, on the year. We're back with the Mad Dash after this. All right, welcome back. Time for a Mad Dash as we get ready for the opening bell four minutes from now. The letter X, the name United States Steel Corporation. That's big, but the market cap is awfully small, Jim. David, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. Yes, Hyman Ross said that, and you know what? Everybody's bigger than U.S. Steel now. It's no longer a good comparison. Uh, 50 million shares being offered. Uh, looks like it might come between eight and uh, eight and a half. They say they need it in order to be able to complete an acquisition. They also say it's the trough. Uh, so um, now here's a deal. Like people say it's a bubble. What it, uh, thank you, Sarah. Just sent me that it's a real McCoy bubble. Well, I, I don't. I'm not going to encourage people to be in this because I don't think U.S. Steel is doing very well. But um, this may be part of what can get done during a, a J-PAL inflated Europe. And this is common stock. Obviously, there are 10 common stock deals today in order to be able to help liquidity of companies. And this is one of them. Uh, U.S. Steel has been a terrible investment for uh, several years. And this time you get an even bigger chunk and hope it, it goes up. You hope you buy high. I mean, high meaning this stock was actually lower not that long ago and sell higher. Uh, so anyway, there's that. Um, 50 million shares coming at you. Yeah. That's that's a big number as a percentage of the overall market value of the company, Jim. And we're talking $429 million for what was a $1.6 billion market cap prior to the fall that we're going to see this morning. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to own a steel company, why not own Nucor with a 3% yield, the best steel in the world, a company that makes money consistently, it has been will be fabulous if we get an infrastructure bill. So if you like U.S. Steel, I think you'll love Nucor. 
had yeah. Hyman Roth. All right, Jim, we got we're bigger than Nucor. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos could buy U.S. Steel about 140 times over. Oh, um, no one's bigger than <laughs> Well, Apple. You can just sit around and play Apple. like Monopoly. You know, it's like you land on Apple and that's like yes. one of the green properties. You know? It's like Pennsylvania. I know. We've only played Monopoly once during this entire pandemic. I thought we'd be playing more. I really did. David, that's what I people do. Hopes. And they sing songs. Yeah. Siri, Siri, play John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. They actually, actually, if they're teenagers, they just look at TikTok all day long, Jim. Don't, uh, you don't have teenagers anymore, but, well, at least teenage girls. They just TikTok all day long, Is that and then what they, they have do? their dance moves. We do this that's stuff. That's what they do. Period. You and I can do a TikTok together with our dance moves. I'm happy to do a TikTok. I, I, you know, to me, TikTok's the yeah. most important thing right now in, in the world. And it's controlled it by be. our buddies at the PRC. It, well, it bite dance, although they Actually, are potentially thinking about if they can get out of China. And, and, and remember, they've General got a Atlantic, new CEO, Kevin Mayer. There's yeah. a lot of really good money in, in, in the company that owns TikTok, including General Atlantic, which did Royalty Pharma. Siri, yep. play. Uh, no. When, tic- <laughs> when TikTok comes public, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about it because oh, it could be David, one of the larger media companies out there. A focal point. Almost immediately. Um, you heard the opening bells, everybody, of course, as we get started with trading here uh, this morning at the NYC and the NASDAQ. I should point out the, the, the NASDAQ comp up 10.2% this year. I do tend to mention the S&P a lot, but you can see everything uh, starts at least the morning down. Can you imagine if we weren't in a depression where that number would be? Yeah, where would it be? In infinity, maybe. I, I don't even know. Beyond. I mean, yeah. remember, we have unemployment yeah, at an incredible level. And the NASDAQ is, well, well, of course, because the NASDAQ has nothing to do with the place that got the PPP. And when it runs out, closes. Right. The NASDAQ has to do with Zoom video and how people are not traveling. Zoom video has crushed the travel industry. Crushed. Zoom video has has changed the nature of work as well. Now, I am hearing more often than not people during the course of the day who are sick of their Zoom, you know, one after another, their eyes are glazing over. They're getting kind of tired of Zooming all day long. Well, Jim. we're tired of everything, David. You know, the Zoom yeah. shiver, the Zoom boozy brunch is really worn off on me. But the problem is, David, it's what the world is. Wait till we get to the NFL season and you're not able to go. You're a Jet fan. It, it might be okay. Um, but there are lots of different parts of our lives that will be gone until we get the vaccine. It, it, you need the vaccine. And we, talk, we report on it every day. Uh, and I know, David, if you want to be the first round, I wanted to be in a trial of a vaccine because I, because I just right. feel like we got to get moving. But my doctor said, are you out of we your do. mind? I mean, geez, the first well, round you, could you, be dangerous. Well, that's listen, when it comes to the vaccine, as we've reported, Meg Terrell and her great coverage, of course, what there's a hundred different things being tested. Right. Um, Jim, the good news is, you know, again, and speaking of the handful of people I know who are very knowledgeable in these areas, there had been concerns at the animal trials. Many of these things, as it was for SARS, would not go well, would right. cause uh, would cause bad things to happen. That didn't happen. Uh, in fact, they were they the animal studies were, are strong. So that's encouraging a lot of people. But to your point, when it comes to a vaccine that you're going to administer to potentially billions of people, most of whom don't have anything wrong with them to begin with, you got to make sure it's really safe. You can't have one of every thousand people potentially get lupus or, you know, you name it, whatever oh, you want to no, think I of. Mean, you, that 
you can't allow that, right? You're giving something to somebody who's not sick. You've got to make sure it doesn't get them sick and simply protects them from the virus. Well, that's typically why uh, when people say that they have a, a vaccine, it doesn't mean that you get the vaccine. They like to try it for a year. When you try it for a year, then you can have a sample, of, say, 30 or 40,000 people, and then you can see exactly what the real numbers are, and that way you don't kill children in the Philippines, as we saw from one vaccine. Uh, it, it's, it's prudent, but you know, there's a lot of people who yeah. think that we have to suspend our prudence because we're in a, bit, we're in a war, uh, and, and the war is not just about the well, economy. No, it's not. Uh, now, I continue to, you know, focus on these oral antivirals that may be available or are in trials now. And the hope there is that it will be a lot more important than remdesivir or that steroid we were talking about the other day because it would be given very early in onset or even prophylactically if if you think you might have been exposed. Yeah, to handicap the list is Regeneron a five to two. Uh, Gilead say a nine to one. J and J say four to one. I think it's Regeneron that is got you know, that is coming down the stretch. I think Gilead's. We'll hung. see. I mean, Merck is also Merck's also licensed that one from uh, right. that I've been following closely uh, and is on it. So you know, we'll see, Jim. But it may be that that gives us the bridge to the vaccine. Um, but everybody's got to keep wearing masks. And we, I think. you know, yeah. That well, look, I'm, I'm a big mask believer. But I spoke to Kroger today at Good Quarter. They encourage yeah, masks. Kroger. They don't demand masks. They encourage masks. Right. And all staff has to wear masks. And they, I, Kroger had a good number, but obviously the stock has run substantially. I think the conference call, uh, Rodney McMullen, has done a good job. I'm sure Sarah, who is from that fair city of uh, Cincinnati. We'll have more. But I do think that Kroger has done some remarkable things in order to be able to make it so that the store is uh, is relevant in a day when a lot of the local supermarket, when the supermarket hasn't really fared well. Uh, hats off to Warren Buffett. I know that I, there are some day traders who, who think that Warren Buffett's best days are behind him. But when you're 89, that's arguably a kind of a statistic. But uh, but uh, yeah. Kroger's, Kroger's quarter was a good one, and it's just the stock is up 11 uh, percent for the year. So that maybe that's just too much. But they did a lot of things right, and their own brand's good, uh, and they've done a lot of contactless. They they've done very well at the idea that you don't have to go in the store if you don't want to, which is crucial, right? right? And we don't, you know, a lot of people is. don't want to go is. into the store. I have a pot. No. Uh, 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 company on tonight, and one of the things that they do great is that you don't have to go into the store. Right. Um, no, you don't have to go into the store and you don't want to go into the office potentially either, at least at this point. And that's why we've got everybody zooming. Although Goldman Sachs bringing starting to bring people back on Monday, Jim. Not a are lot, they? but they are bringing them back. I think David Solomon's been there the whole time. I think Waldron's been there most of the time anyway at 200 West Street. But they're going to start bringing people back. The question will be for so many of these companies, and this is more New York specific, forgive me, but how many choose, but actually not really, uh, how many choose to have some portion of their workforce working remotely all the time. Now that there's no stigma attached to it, now that you know you can do it and potentially save money as a result, it just does raise larger questions in terms of the future of work and how companies view it. Um, I hear so many companies say, you know, well, maybe we don't need to be here in this high tax place. Maybe we can move half of our workforce to a lower tax place because, well, why not? We talked about Facebook, of course, Although there they want to pay people less if you work in a lower tax rate jurisdiction. Uh, but it will be fascinating to see the long term 
implications of everything that we've been dealing with now for the last three, four months. Katrina Lake uh, laying off people in San Francisco, hiring more people around the rest of the country in lower tax areas, including Minneapolis. Yep. Uh, I think if you want to read the best essay on this, you go to Nikesh Arora, who is the very thoughtful chairman and CEO of Palo Alto Networks, where he has a three-page memo about how people should have the freedom to choose. If they want to work at home, they have every right to do so. I think that that is the way of the right. future, because there are days when uh, you want to catch your kid's game. Uh, you can do that, and you'll be a better parent. Uh, and when you won't regret it all your life, as I did at the championship game when I got the call not to go. Yeah. I missed the championship game. Yeah. I've thought about it for the rest of my life, but I don't even remember what the Dow did that day. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a mistake. That it was, was a mistake, mistake, and I'm paying for um, it. I pay for it all the time yeah. because I listened to my boss who told me, listen, you got to be there. Uh, but I cannot recall what the market did that day. I do know that my daughter had a great game, and I didn't see it. And so, so therefore, yeah. my life was, was uh, less better for it. Well, and so there are, there are some positives that we can potentially yeah. take out of I this. I think that people are going to It's time, to, it's time do- to forgive yourself, Jim. Time to forgive yourself. We'll talk up. Time to forgive yourself. Yeah. I'm deeply flawed. I've never contested that. Oh, oh we know that. Um, well, you we didn't like have to agree with us. All right, listen. <laughs> One of the casualties, like- of course, of this, of this current environment, as you well know, have been deals. There have not been a lot of new deals uh, Grubhub being an exception. How's that uh, but also existing lawsuit going? Deals. Did you get a lot of email yeah, on that one? There you go. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. Uh, Taubman did counterclaim, of course, the surprising, and it was in many ways surprising decision by Simon to file a lawsuit saying, we're out of here because there had been no heads up from everything I understand, of course. We did follow that when it happened uh, last week. Um, and uh, this morning or late yesterday in that same state court in Michigan where Simon originally filed, we get the counterclaim from uh, Taubman. Here's, here's a couple of uh, brief uh, excerpts from it, Jim. Um, they say this is a classic case of buyer's remorse. The Simon parties agreed to a series of merger transactions with the Taubman parties on February 9th. That's when they announced it. Of course, 5250 was the deal price, all cash. They were well aware of the risks of the novel coronavirus pandemic at that time, they say. The parties contracted to allocate the risk of the global pandemic to Simon, knowing full well there was a pandemic raging in the world, and Simon accepted this risk. They go on to make a lot of different arguments, including, of course, the difference between impacts of strip malls and malls the likes of which very high end that Taubman owns. Um, you know, people who've reviewed Simon's original complaint that I rely on tell me it was a weak complaint in their opinion, but it doesn't necessarily mean that potentially it won't succeed. We'll see what the judge obviously thinks. There is the possibility this will be expedited, so we may know sooner than we otherwise thought in terms of where this thing stands, whether it would be uh, specific performance, meaning Simon would be forced to buy on the terms agreed to, or there would be potentially damages. Some of those things remain uh, unclear at this early time, Jim. Um, But Simon, I have to tell you as well, responds this morning, and they say the following. The merger agreement explicitly provides that a pandemic that has disproportionately, and this was an important point they were making in their complaint, disproportionately affected Taubman compared to others in the retail real estate industry, gives Simon the right to terminate, which is precisely what's happened and they argue notably nowhere in that legal filing from Taubman that we just got does it seriously contest that it was not disproportionately impacted. That's what some of this could come down to, Jim. Uh, of course, again, to reiterate, 
from Simon's point of view, well, you file a lawsuit, maybe you give it a shot, you argue disproportionate impact, uh, and what's the worst thing that happens? You got to buy the company anyway. Hold on, but uh, David, so you know that we, deal stru- yeah. is structured so that Taubman would be integral to management. Can you imagine what that, those board meetings would be like? Holy cow. I know. It's true. Be horrible. Yeah, well, it would be, yeah. It would, it would. Although Taubman only has about 400 employees, I'm told. So it's not as though it's that large in terms of a management company. Does it matter or, that some the, of the stores the now have turned? We've had better numbers as we've gone along and a lot yeah. of Taubman Center uh, retailers. That, I guess that doesn't matter. Right. It's a static uh, uh, snapshot. No, well, I don't know. Not necessarily. Listen, I think a lot of it is reflected what you're seeing in that stock price. If, if in fact, Investors, Jim, really believe that Taubman did not have a reasonable chance of success here. That stock would be a lot lower. That's what I thought. I'll leave Thank it to you. you to tell me where it would be, but it would not be anywhere near 37. Obviously, still well below the 52.50 price, but well above what we would call an unaffected stock price where there are no potential deals. You're so right. I mean, JP Morgan today cuts Tanger. I know that's outdoor. Uh, Simon has outdoor. Yep. Uh, from 15 to 8, Tanger you know, pretty good outfit. Uh, uh, they also lowered the price target Simon property from 145 to 90, yep. which is a little bit brutal. Uh, there is look, it's shopping centers, it's it, malls. These are not doing well. It's, I don't think it's nothing revelatory about that. No, there isn't. And of course, Simon. Remember, was it Simon that sued Starbucks to pay them? I think so, right? Oh, it's sue uh, um, Gap. Gap. Yeah. Thank you. Starbucks is, Thank is you. basically trying to make deals. Thank where, God for your memory. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks and Chipotle right. are playing hardball with everybody. Chipotle wants that right. second Chipotle lane. Now people are saying, yeah, because we need Chipotle. Uh, the world is going to be begging Kevin Johnson, okay? Uh, it, Kevin yep. Johnson is a guy, who, a CEO of Starbucks, who has uh, got the velvet fist saying, listen, we're not going to pay the rates that you want. We're going to pay the rates that we want. Yeah. It was interesting, though, that Simon chose to sue one of its tenants for breach, and then is trying to do the same I know. on its deal. Yeah, but look at the Jim, gap. Look at the gap uh, cash position. They have a lot of cash. I don't blame. But yeah. that's not a yeah. simple thing. Simple, Simon. Um, I mean, David's no. David has paid thirty-three billion in uh, distributions, and he will tell you that before he shakes your hand. Oh no! I, well, that's again. It's uh, probably it's the pandemic. Maybe that's why. Well, nobody's shaking anybody's hand. Yeah, nobody's shaking anybody's hand. No. Uh, maybe ever again. Um, no, Jim, I wanted to come to again. another deal. Uh, maybe ever again. It's, yeah, it's a maybe, meaningless gesture that gets you sick. Exactly. So it would be one of the good outcomes potentially. We'll figure out another way of greeting each other. Do you know President Trump we used to not like this, to shake people's the, hand? I do know because he was a germaphobe. And yet I the, do remember well, that, the, yes. But the mask thing, you know, he, he was a germaphobe. But he won't wear but a the, mask. He won't wear a mask. No. And there's going to be a big um, rally coming up, David, the Tulsa rally. Yeah, it, it in Tulsa, the Oklahoma, 19, where they have... Isn't it like the 1918 I, I war bonds drive in Philadelphia? Go birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Dish, a company I follow closely, as you know, is up about 3%. Yesterday in a filing, something... Well, I should have told people because we knew it was coming, but uh, they're going to close this boost acquisition. Remember, this was a this was under the consent decree, of course, that uh, T-Mobile and Sprint had entered into to get their deal approved by the DOJ. They were selling boost, a prepaid business to Dish. Dish, of course, is in the midst of trying to create what will eventually be a 5G wireless nationwide 
network, mm -hmm. very important here because it is supposed to represent a competitive element to the likes of the three carriers that we now have in this country. Um, and the stock's up. Uh, they're going to close at July 1. Um, it was not really in doubt, although I guess there was some reporting out there that was questioning it, but not certainly what I was hearing from various people who, uh, who are familiar with it. The question will be, when are we going to hear from Charlie Ergen in a more specific way about the various uh, uh, efforts that they are making, how much money DISH is going to need, partners and the like. But uh, that's an important moment for them and one the market had been waiting to hear from. And you can see DISH uh, shares responding very positively. Uh, T-Mobile. Uh, Look at T-Mobile, uh, which always yeah. seems to have big sellers and no one seems to care. T-Mobile's just a no, big and win. It, we're, and we're getting we're getting close to early next week, as we told you. There's going to be a, a huge sale of stock. Huge, from and the stock's going. Market up. seems ready to take it. And this is not like Carnival, yeah. which they just get, the stock just got crushed and crushed and crushed. David, as I mentioned, we've got a lot of the Nasdaq stocks that are related to 5G going up again. We've got the fabulous Ring Central uh, and Z Scale and CrowdStrike doing well today. Uh, these are junior cloud stocks. I mean, it, it, uh, ServiceNow, uh, it, Bill, <laughs> oh my God, ServiceNow has just crushed it, crushed it ever since our friend Bill McDermott got in there. These stocks tend to go up very early on a down day because they represent great growth no matter what. Uh, watch out. Here they come. Here they come. And yeah. to your point, the Nasdaq comp is up and the S&P really uh, well off what were at least the lows pre, uh, pre-session, down about one uh, quarter uh, David, uh, Roku, I know one of your favorites is uh, up another three. Cord cutting. Cord, oh, man. Cord cutting has, has, has quickened dramatically during yeah. this period where there's no sports. Yeah. I mean, we're talking down 5% every quarter. <laughs> now it's potentially down 7%. Ads are not as bad as people worried. Yeah, ads Moffitt are not as bad, but cord piece. cutting is. But yeah, this is a yeah, cord is cutters. Horrible. All right, the light. Jim, yeah, yeah. I got to get to Rick Santelli. Want to check in on the bond market this morning. Rick. Good morning, David. You know, yesterday we had the second 20-year auction. The metrics of the second auction were even better than the first. A lot of deals, high yield and investment grade getting gobbled up. And with some of the volatility of late in the equity markets, Boy, the space of sovereigns and, and fixed income securities, corporates are, are really hot. And as you look at a three-day chart of tens, realize the last couple of sessions, 72 basis points have been the floor. We traded below it today, and we're, we're acting a bit soft. And if you open the chart up month to day, you can see what I'm talking about. We had a foray that was into the 90 basis point area, never made it to 1%. And here we are flattening out again. And if you look at the dollar index, you can see a similar pattern. This starts in February. The dollar index has some good starts. And very recently, just last week, we had a nice bounce off a three-month low. But it really isn't going anywhere. It's about unchanged on the week. The, the point of the matter is, is that whether it's the central bank uh, trying to continue to keep rates at a certain place, volatility in general seems to be dampening a bit, both in the dollar index and in the fixed income space. Finally, Bank of England met. They didn't really come up with anything new stimulus-wise, and they're lagging a bit behind some of their peers. So the pound versus dollar, the pound's giving up some ground. But here's an interesting look. Pound versus euro is close to a three-month low in favor of the euro, not in favor of the pound. And that is something to pay attention to, especially after the integration issues post-Brexit continue to be a mosquito bite for both countries. David, Jim, back to you. Thank you, Rick. Rick Santelli with the Bond Report. We're going to take a quick break here on Squawk on the Street. 
right back. Welcome back on the list of things that don't happen the way they used to. Annual meetings. Delta had one today. It was virtual and our Phil LeBeau joins us now to tell us what happened. Phil. David, two pieces of news came out of this meeting. One, during the Q&A session, somebody said, well, what's been the impact of COVID-19 on Delta? And Ed Bastian, the CEO, said, look, we have had approximately 500 employees who have had coronavirus. They've contracted it. Uh, They did not give a timeline on it. Ten of those employees died after getting COVID-19. So the important thing to keep in mind here, those numbers will get a lot of attention. People saying, well, were these pilots, flight attendants, ticket agents? Who was this? It's more questions than answers at this point. We've reached out to Delta for a follow-up. It's unclear the jobs that those employees held at Delta. Were they frontline? Were they back office? It's also unclear when those employees got sick. Keep in mind, Delta's total workforce, 93,000. So you have 500 out of 93,000. The other piece of news that came out today as you take a look at shares of Delta over the last three months, the June cash burn rate continues to come down. Their guidance previously was $40 million a day in June. Now they say it's going to be $30 million a day. And Ed Bastian says the airline expects to break even sometime around next spring. As you take a look at shares of the airline stocks today, one other note, it just came out from JetBlue. The airline is adding back 30 new routes, or adding 30 new routes, including resuming service to nine cities where they suspended uh, operations uh, over the last several months. So what you have, guys, is this continuing addition of flights. And so as I send it back to you, keep in mind that most of these are to leisure destinations, places where you need sunscreen so you don't end up looking like a tomato after you've been out on the beach or wherever you go. <laughs> Phil, i got to tell you, I listened to that and I actually wonder, and that's it's so important to find out about where these Delta people were because yeah. uh, it, I would imagine that most skyscrapers have the same ratio. The air's the same. Uh, the air's actually better on a plane. So I think it would be behoove Delta to actually tell where so that we would be able to say, you know what, this is not as dangerous as you think. Uh, because right now you say 500, oh, they must have been this. So anyway, love to know. Right. Yeah, we'll tell you if they let us know. We've asked. Great. Thank you. Uh, Phil, thank you. Phil LeBeau uh, with the latest on Delta and the airlines. we got to take a quick break here. We're going to have Jim stop trading, of course, as we keep an eye on the markets. NASDAQ is up, S&P down ever so slightly. We're back after this. All right, here's a look at the S&P laggards. You can see Biogen leading uh, on the loss column, down over 5%. Uh, Mylan did prevail in a patent challenge over Tecfidera, uh, a Biogen drug. Perhaps that is one of the reasons why the, week, the stock is weaker. We're back. Jim, only enough time left in the show for you to tell us what's on Mad Money tonight. Uh, VMware Cloud Company, we have Green Thumb, which is a cannabis company that actually makes money. And then AMC, David, will you be able to go to the movies? That's what we're going to find out. That'll be interesting. Yeah, not an easy road there for Adam Aaron. Jim, thank you. See you tomorrow. See you later. Yep. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 